0: Hey, it's Paul here from The Paul and Griff Show. Before the episode starts, I just want to give a quick shout-out to the Terrified and Tipsy for guessing what this episode was off the clues we gave out on social media. If you want to follow them, do you know what? I think I've got a better idea. Rather than me tell you about the show, maybe we're going to hand over to Courtney and Stephanie to actually tell you about their show themselves. Make sure you go follow them. Um, Thanks for getting it right. The show will start in just a minute.
1: welcome to their Terrified and Tipsy. So I'll start. Okay. My name is Courtney. Uh, I love long walks on the beach, mm-hmm. white wine, and I absolutely love
2: scary movies
1: and i'm stephanie i also love long walks on the beach i love white wine but i absolutely hate (laughs) scary movies so stephanie Mm -hmm. can i ask you a question please why in the hell would you want to watch scary movies and do a podcast on scary movies when you hate them Oh, that's easy Um, because you forced me. Mm, that's that's true. <laughs> but you know what? Hmm, there's wine. Yeah, so I'm basically only here for the wine. <laughs> lots and lots of wine. <laughs> We're going to need it. <laughs> well, since we have very different feelings about scary movies, we decided to share our emotional struggles with you all. Yeah, so grab a glass of wine, your mm-hmm. favorite couch blanket, and get comfy and enjoy the ride with us. Also, you can find their Terrified and Tipsy on Instagram and Twitter, plus all the podcast platforms. For links, head over to tipsypod.com. Cheers!
2: Hello?
0: Why don't you want to talk to me?
2: Who is this? Why
0: don't you tell me your name and I'll tell you mine?
2: I don't think so.
0: What's that noise?
2: I'm getting ready for a podcast.
3: You make podcasts?
2: Uh Uh-huh. We're doing a scary movie one.
0: You like scary movies? What's your favourite scary movie?
2: Oh, that's easy. Scream. That's what we're dissecting this week. Uh. Hello? Are you
0: still there? Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Paul and Griff Show. You got myself, Paul. And you got myself, Griff. And we are joined this week by Meg the Geek. How are we doing, Meg?
1: Hey, guys. I'm good. How are you?
0: Very well, thank you. I haven't really got Griff to say anything yet. How are you doing, Griff? Are you good as well?
1: I'm good. I'm oh, good. I'm used I'm to exciting. you, so I thought
0: I'd bypass you.
1: It's like super that... late there, isn't it?
0: It's getting late. 19...
1: Yeah, just after nine. It's not, ah. it's
2: not too bad. It's not too bad.
0: Not too bad. This week we are dissecting. I think your. Is this your favourite film ever, Griff?
2: This is the. This is the movie. This is the movie for you. Ever made. Alright, so this is the big one. This is it. This is my Christmas.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I thought Die Hard (laughs) was your Christmas. Die Hard is a Christmas movie.
0: (laughs) Oh, don't bring. um, Don't start that again, please.
2: (laughs) Scream was like how I fell in love with movies. So, this is um, this is big.
0: Exciting. This is big, and this happening. So we are dissecting Scream today, as well our top six Scream deaths. But we're going to start like we do every week, and that is with this week's movie news. Uh, just
2: supposed to spend the internet by storm. Mulan is going to be thirty dollars to watch on Disney Plus feels a lot of money.
0: So is this uh, renting it or are you purchasing it?
2: This is just to rent on Disney Plus And as far as I know, I don't know if you've got 40 hours to watch. I don't know if you can watch it more than once. Um, I suppose, Meg, because soon it's in dollars, what's your opinion on, on the price?
1: You know, like, say me and my friends got together and like, there's like a few of us and we all chipped in. Then I wouldn't mind. But if I'm just... Watching it by myself, there is no way I would pay that price. T- totally,
2: that, that makes perfect sense because obviously I don't know how much the Super Bowl was there, but it's, it's, a, it's a big, it's a friends and family occasion. You all mm-hmm. chip in. You don't just watch it at home. Where for this movie, I know they have to try and get back Read some that. of the money mainly made during it. But thirty dollars seems. I think thirty dollars to us is about twenty just over 20 quid I think the exchange rate is about 22 20 pounds it just feels a lot of money like especially 30 dollars. So how much is it if you were to go to the cinema over there
1: um well I have this thing in America we have this thing called um AMC Stubs where for 25 dollars a month we can go up to 12 times for free Oh, wow. So yeah, it's a really cool. It's a really cool program. Um, but obviously, that's been on hold due to COVID. Um, but normally, if you were to go before the matinees, like or early, like earlier on in the day, it's about eight bucks. But if you were to go at night, it's about 12 to 15, depending on if you went through IMAX or not
2: so 30 is way over yeah we've got over here i've I've got a limitless card which i think is 15 pounds and i can go as many times as i want a month
1: oh so yeah that's kind of like um, ours
2: again they've frozen it because of covid19 so they're not charging me um i think it's it's like 18 pound for london cinemas. so I could, apart from that i can see it anywhere outside of london but yeah 30 dollars just seems
0: that's a on top of, of subscription as well don't forget so you got to obviously subscribe for disney plus yeah. then you're right it and that's real. like
1: seven dollars a month i believe
0: yeah and then an, yeah, an extra 30 on top i mean what was trolls to rent like 10 12 pounds
1: 20 dollars
2: 20, 20 dollars. Right? it was 20 quid over it
0: was it 20 quid sweet lord it
2: was, it was tw- but the way i saw it was trolls was so successful because covid just died, lockdown mm. people were spending it to keep their kids happy to watch um I just think Trolls is a different market to Mulan, especially as this is live action. I want it to do well, but I just think thirty is—I don't know how much Bill and Ted's going to cut because obviously that's video on demand as well. Yeah. Um, it just—I I, my my worry is if Mulan does really well at thirty dollars, it's really going to hurt the cinema industry because I think then distributors will be like, "Oh wow, like we'll just do." simultaneous video on demand and cinema releases because we make just as much money
1: you know i think mulan was under a lot of pressure because they had their world premiere just before quarantine hit like days before yeah. So they were really under the gun on what to do, like whether to go digital or hold out. And, you know, I get it. They have to reap some of their money back. But like other big releases like uh, Wonder Woman 1984, Black Widow, I think they're really going to hold out. Those directors literally stated, no, this deserves a cinematic release.
2: I totally agree. There's some films that has to be watched on the big screen.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And there's some screens that probably would do work better on the video on demand like trolls. So like trolls. <laughs> um just thirty dollars seems a, a big price point. Um we'll see if it works out. I'd love to I'd love to think you get forty eight hours to watch it. So you may be able to watch it over two nights or is it a case of one and done? If you want to watch it again, you've got to pay thirty dollars again. I don't really think that's that's fair. Or maybe it should be you pay thirty dollars. You know what, if you want to watch it a second time, you only have to pay ten
1: dollars. I, and I, I then, don't, don't forget, if you pay thirty dollars for the rental now, when the movie actually releases, like to, for to buy, whether you buy digitally or like physically, like myself, you then have to pay an extra twenty to thirty five dollars on top of that. So but, it's what? sixty bucks for one movie. No,
2: that's how it makes its money back.
1: Yeah, no, no, <laughs> no, 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 not coming out of my wallet.
2: <laughs> I've seen your shopping sprees. Are you sure? <laughs>
1: I'm going to wait because I'm sure they're probably going to get a 4K steelbook so I'm just going to wait, I'll spend the 35 that's that, I'm not spending 30 bucks on a rental (laughs)
2: Perfect Um, Next bit of film news that I could find was not only are we getting John Wick 4 um, presumably the same time as Matrix 4 but they're also filming John Wick 5 back to back with 4 so Keanu Reeves is a busy boy (sighs) I love the John Wick series, so I'm really excited, because I think two was better than one, and I don't know if I'm on my own, three was better than two, so four and five back to back, I'm quite excited for, I don't know about, um, do you, are you a big fan of John Wick, Meg?
1: I am a fan of it, it took a long while for me to see it, because um, somebody told me about the dog in the first movie, so I didn't want to see it, because of that, but the John Wick series is one where you know how, like, when most movies get a sequel, it gets worse with each sequel. Yeah. John Wick gets better with each sequel, which is very rare in, in like cinema.
2: It really my only, it doesn't get any worries. Three peaked, it was just so fast paced, it didn't let up. There is story to go with four. Mm-hmm. I just hope it doesn't lose that momentum. Like, I'm more excited about John Wick four than Matrix four.
1: I'm not a Matrix fan, so I can agree that I'm more excited about John Wick than Matrix.
2: And Paul, Paul, have you seen any of the John Wick films?
1: Um, I've
0: seen seen one and two. So I'm going to catch up with three then. um...
2: Three starts exactly as two finishes. So he's got, I think, the start of the movie, he's got an hour before all the hitmen are out to get him.
1: Yeah, I believe it was. That
2: is is how the film all goes. I won't ruin how the ending is, but obviously there is room for a fourth, but obviously they think there's room for a fifth, so Keanu Reeves is going to stay a busy boy. Well, um, they
0: might. Obviously, it sounds like they're doing the pattern, Then obviously four might lead straight into five, and that's how they sort of... That's why they're keeping the shoot going, because then everyone's the same. Mm-hmm. that makes sense, rather than having to sort of re-shoot things and stuff like that, so...
1: And plus, might... we don't know what the
0: world's going to be like. Well, that's the thing.
2: Um, it's very sensible. <laughs> Let's just shoot them back to back just in case... Not to and sound like
1: a just... Debbie Downer. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, but it's true, it's true. It just... Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's it's scary times. I hope... Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's just hope. <laughs> but yeah, great, great, great decision. Um, I hope they're both good. Obviously, he's got Bill and Ted on the way, as well as Matrix 4. And he does some great indie films as well. So, huge fan of Keanu Reeves. Let, let's see. How he... I don't know how Hal going to be in the fourth and fifth one but be excited to see if she is if she does reprise her role because she was in three with those two dogs Was that that was crazy those scenes that was that was a lot of fun but yeah that's John Wick and the other piece of news I was able to find was we got a trailer for a new HBO Max series called Raised by Wolves which um I was quite excited about the trailer. I thought it was really good. Um, what
1: did you guys think? I haven't seen it yet, so I can't say anything.
0: Um, it's gone. I was going to say, I thought it looked pretty crazy. It sort of caught me off guard, really. I didn't really know what to expect when obviously you sent it over, but I'm impressed with it. It's got a sort of a very sort of futuristic feel to it. And...
2: Yeah, so it's Well, uh, from Ridley Scott, obviously, we recovered alien thought like last week in the archives and the whole trailer is pretty much um, three pigs. One pig made their house out of straw. One pig made their house out of of wood One out of stone. And it's about like androids are tasked with raising human children on mysterious planets. I think earth is gone. So aliens that take some humans and raise them, um, it, it looks crazy. It, it kind of reminds me of Westworld. Uh, I don't know if either of you watch Westworld.
1: No, but I know the premise. I actually just googled it as you were talking about it.
2: West Westworld is um, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, raised Raised by Wolves is, is like HBO Max. So is that a subscription service in America?
1: Yes, we I actually just got a um, free month rental for it. I or subscription i should say so i have to redeem that but um yeah it launched here i uh, apparently from what i'm hearing everybody's loving it because you got all the cool shows on it and plus now with this raised by wolves which launches from what i'm seeing september 3rd seems like it'll be a really good addition
2: definitely because i think we get all hbo programs on a, pro- on a channel over here called sky atlantic so even though we don't have the great I see the movie back catalogs on HBO Max which we don't get anything HBO wise we get on Sky Atlantic so hopefully we get it at roughly the same time like over here we usually get Westworld same as like Game of Thrones which HBO um like 24 hours after
1: oh, that's so not too too bad
2: when it comes to spoilers there's not so much you have to avoid you pretty much have to avoid <laughs> Twitter during work hours and then you can get home and enjoy it
1: well just stay off social media while you're working like you know be a good employee i'll try sorry boss. <laughs> sorry boss. let's hope no one's listening <laughs> or the bosses aren't listening i need to know what's going on in the world um <laughs> but
2: yeah very, very excited by raised by wolves let's hope it's a success story uh so we'll just finish with before we dive into the greatest movie ever made uh scream a couple of things happen. This week in history. So, 1973, American Graffiti, directed by George Lupus, opened in cinemas across the United States. In 1939, The Wizard of Oz premiered, which is the classic Judy Garland movie. I also found out that we had the probably not so great, but some geeks love it, the Expendables 3 movie Uh. aired. I preferred number one. They did get silly as they went on. But yes. They, they had their own um, fan base. I remember free being all excited because Ronda Rousey was in it. I was like, oh my God. So that was mm-hmm. that. And then also a film I did love that did come out this week in history was the man from uncle um, remake reboot, however you want to call it guy, Ritchie movie. Um, I literally watched it only a couple of months ago for the first time in lockdown. I decided to go for all my DVDs that, I own that I never watched and thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, And that is This Week in History.
0: Griff, you ready? Your whole life has been leading to this moment.
2: (laughs) Surprise, Sydney.
0: We've put (laughs) off so many shows because you weren't quite ready.
2: (laughs) I still don't think I'm ready. I'm going to get after the show. There's so much I should have said.
0: (laughs) It is time. For us to dissect Scream. This is this is all you. You just have to lead this whole... This is all me. Yeah, I, all I feel if I step out of place or say the wrong thing, it could, it could ruin everything for you. This, this is like your birthday party.
2: This is why you two are here to rein it in, because I know I'd get really excited. This is too big a show for two people. We did need a leading lady, so we're very honoured.
1: <laughs> or should you say final girl? I mean we're all talking about a slasher here because you need to make the sequel (laughs) exactly i am sydney in this movie (laughs) you need to make the sequel
2: um but yeah we have scream it was premiered 20th december 1996 in usa apparently west craven wanted to give people at chris you enjoy christmas movies like the horror fan base to watch around Christmas. We didn't get it till 2nd of May, 1997, where word of mouth, it just picked up massively. Um, synopsis is, a year after the murder of her mother, a teenage girl is terrorised by a new killer who targets the girl and her friends by using horror films as part of a deadly game. It was directed by the great, late Wes Craven and it was written by Kevin Williamson. It had so many taglines, which is crazy. It had 14 taglines, so I won't go through them all. Um, The one that I think everyone knows is don't answer the phone, don't open the door, don't try to escape. Uh, The cast we had top billing, which only doing research of this episode was David Arquette as Deputy Dwight Dewey Riley, Neve Campbell as Sidney Prescott, Courtney Cox as Gail Weathers. Skeet Ulrich as Billy Loomis, Matthew Lillard as Stu Marker, Rose McGowan as Tatum Riley, Jamie Kennedy as Randy Meeks, Drew Barrymore as Casey Becker, and Roger L. Jackson as the voice of Go Face. Um, we can discuss Scream. I'll let you two talk before I go in even further because I've spoken
1: for ages. <laughs> you mean before you ramble? <laughs> before
2: I ramble. I'll just quickly budgets. Um, Had yeah, a budget of fourteen million dollars, and it managed to make a very respectable one hundred and seventy-three million dollars. Hence, why we got a sequel. So, Scream. So, go on, then, Meg. Take it away. What's your opinion on Scream?
1: I mean, honestly, it was one of the very first horror movies I ever saw. I was I was eight years old when it came out, and you know, I loved it as a kid, but then I rewatched it as I got older, and Wes Craven was the reason I really got into cinema and why I wanted to make short films and why I wanted to get into this whole industry as a whole. Like he, his, his direction, his style, his touch, he is the reason for all of it, and it was because of Scream.
2: I couldn't agree more, Paul. You, you, your your opinion on the movie. <laughs>
0: I think it's all right. I mean, it's not; <laughs> it hasn't changed my life. It's a good film. No, it's a... <laughs> you're, you're here
2: as the grounded opinion. You're here as the grounded opinion.
0: No, I'm a, no. To be fair, I'm a, I'm a big, big, big horror guy. That's like my genre that like I love, and all this. And it, it kind of um, it refreshed horror. Horror, I think, was sort of in a in a downward spiral at the time. So it sort of helped. Mm-hmm. It sort of refreshed, brought it back out, and took it into the uh, sort of teen slasher sort of. Style and sort of spruced it up again because obviously they went into you no, know, he did last summer and all that about. It. So it completely refreshed it and made it cool to watch horror again, which I absolutely sort of loved for it. I think the opening scene, diving into the actual film, is um, is super iconic because you had sort of I'd say arguably the biggest star of the film just get completely killed in the opening s- scene. So you kind of left with all oh, bets are off. You didn't know who was going to survive because. You'd think, you know, she would like survive and be a major player in it, and just to sort of kill sort of Drew Barrymore in the first sort of scene of the film is is quite a sort of bold statement for a new franchise.
1: Well, if you think about it, Mission Impossible did the same thing Mm. in their first movie.
2: Dude, yeah, it's been a long time since I've seen Mission Impossible, the first movie.
1: <laughs> I think it was... I believe it was Martin Sheen. Don't quote me on it, because it's been a long time since I've seen it. Oh, no, it was I think it was maybe Emilio Estevez, somebody like that. But he had this big character in the beginning of the movie, and then they just killed him off.
2: It might have been Emilio Estevez. That does ring a bell now.
1: Yeah, he was in the elevator shaft.
2: Yes, yes.
3: Oh,
1: so if, it's, it's they kind of like... Kinda I don't know if they did it, I don't know if Wes did it as a nod to that or just to switch things up in the horror genre. But it's great when movies do that, especially back in the 90s when things were more original back then.
2: She was in all the advertising campaigns. Mm-hmm. She, she was, she's, she's the poster with the hand over the mouth. It was, she was the face. She was, I don't think, to think, when Friends came out, I think Courtney Cox was only maybe like a year into... You were or two into Friends, so he was getting out there, yeah, but not as massive. Uh, so David Arquette getting top billing. I know Neve Campbell was part of your five. Not sure about Matthew Lillard. No, I think Matthew Lillard, this is his big break, because I think during research of this, he was just found by a talent agent, Like, and they begged him, can you audition for Stu? Like, you'd be perfect. Because Stu was supposed to be quite deadpan, and obviously he brought his... Matthew Lilardness to the role. <laughs> um it is just it's gonna like say the opening scene to kill off the big massive name. And this kind of those twelve minutes re bought Drew Barrymore's career because obviously she was in E. T. She had a career, she was had a bit of a troubled few years, I believe, mm-hmm. with, with drugs and stuff like that. And then after this resurgence, she just didn't turn back, so this boosted her career massively. For, for me, when I really fell in love with this movie, and people might be like, "They can go back through the archives and like it's done here, done here before." I think Scream was one of the first movies I can remember. There wasn't just one killer, and it whole and it threw me when there was two killers. I was like, "Holy mm-hmm. shit, you clever, you clever, you clever bastards!" I
1: agree with that a hundred percent. And. It's just
2: because you try. It's a who. Not only is it a horror movie, it's a whodunit, and I love whodunits. And it's so clever. And you change your your opinion so many times. You got Dewey kind of. with Corney Cox is like, "Oh, looking for a serial killer," And he's like, "You got to get another few kills to get a serial killer." It's just so many curveballs and swerves. It was just, and it was all the movie references in it. So they kept on referring to himself for being within a movie, the video store. I, I didn't even realize until doing resets that Randy's only in two scenes before the party scene at the end. Really, only two? For such a massive scene, so he's in the scene where they're by the the waterfall, by right, the by the, the
1: fountain,
2: fountain, and he's in the video store scene, and you don't see wow. him there for the party.
1: You oh, know wow. why I think it's longer? because the the party scene known as the classic scene 118 that scene was like probably a good third of the not third but like a good quarter of the movie because and so because that scene was so long and because Randy was so involved in that scene I think that's why we all thought he was in the movie longer
2: exactly so it's but then it doesn't feel like he was on screen too much I think everyone had their perfect amount of time for us to get to know the characters
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And like for Billy to like go through, one of my best pieces of trivia that I know is when Billy climbs through Sydney's window, and don't <laughs> fear the Re- and don't fear the reapers playing, which is probably the biggest clue, going that it's him. But then there's a phone call made when he's in prison, so he's in jail. So you think it can't be him? It's
1: and then it is.
2: And then it is, and the turn, and then just the whole motive for it. It's just so dark. It's, it's it's just a piece of art, really. Do
0: you reckon it is just those two? Or do you reckon um, Roman's involved with it as well in screen? Oh,
2: I hate that. I hate that. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll get on to it when we, we talk about Free. But I hate the fact that he was earmarked to be the mastermind behind it all. Because it takes it away from...
1: It I, takes I, it away I, from the original.
2: I, I, I hated the angle they did from that. Not only did I hate the fact that, I know we're jumping, talking about free, but
0: general for chat. Though, Roman,
2: for Roman never to meet Sydney until his revelation for a start, and then two to say he was the mastermind, and three to say he's his brother, I, I think that's where Wes Craven dropped the ball. And I'm glad he made four, because I think he needed to redeem himself. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where I think the reason why I didn't like three as much was it was impossible to guess because Roman was hardly on screen. I didn't really care for him. And then it came about, and uh, I, I, it just takes it away. And I, I for me, I, I always thought Billy and Stu were the masterminds. And Stu was still used to be the lackey, the fool guy, if it came to it. But yeah, Roman's just, yeah.
1: And he was such a weak, like a very, very weak villain to begin with. Yeah. The casting was so wrong on that. Like, I like him as an actor. I like him other stuff he's done. But in screen three, like that, that movie was just, I liked it for certain parts. I liked it for the, you know, the film within a film, but in the fact that we barely had Nev because of other obligations and it was just, it, it was a shit show. You forgot he was in it, right? Yeah. When
2: he, okay, he, got, he kind of faked his own death, but you kind of like, you're such a throwaway character. You're just like, eh. But as I just say, we hardly had me. Three had, obviously, they never should have made it unless they could get Neve Campbell's full attention. I think she was only allowed to like film four weeks or something like that, which is why yeah. she, she, they probably wrote the story where she's in isolation and they have to draw her out. But, yeah, I don't like to think Roman was involved. Um, Billy and Stu, I think, are perfect partnership. I've been even watching videos, I can't remember, I'll have to shout them out uh, later on on Twitter, but of just who killed who in Scream One. It's very clever where both of them were at the house at the beginning for Drew Barrymore. Um, it's just, it's just really, really clever how people look into it. Like it was a two person job to get the kenny the cameraman on top of the van so <laughs> billy would have to have come down billy would have to come down the stairs helps to get kenny on top of the vehicle go mm-hmm. back upstairs after faking his death and i love that people have fan theories about this and <laughs> just how it must work
1: and like if you think about it you know and like i'm going to use halloween as an example you know you're we're used with slasher movies like we're so used to being like well, how did the killer get from a to b in such a quick time Meanwhile, they're just walking, and the victim is running away. So, in Scream, we all kind of went into into it with that same theory, like, "Well, how did they get from A to B? How did they pull this off?" And then, with the reveal of two villains, it was just—it was mind blowing.
2: Yeah, it was just like, "Holy
1: shit!" <laughs> and then
2: when they start stabbing each other to kind of, <laughs> they got this whole—they got this whole plan. Like, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna survive and do the sequel. We're gonna make it look like we got we got hurt. It's I'm feeling
1: just... woozy here, man. I'm feeling woozy. Oh,
2: when he when he, he's like, I think I'm dying here, and he's just like, my mom's gonna be so mad at me. <laughs> and then <laughs> it's just, hello. It's just obviously Stu had the house. Billy used. I think Billy like used him. It'd be really cool. I'd, I'd love to know the conversation on why Tatum had to be killed. Uh, well, just...
1: she's the best friend. She's the sidekick. It's it's a rule that she has to die.
2: Oh, it's, yeah. I would have thought, like, Stu wanted to keep her alive, but yeah, I guess it was right that Billy did that because Stu's still playing house party guests. And um, I know, like, originally Dewey was supposed to be killed off because he was dead, but as a late thing, they kept him alive. I'm guessing they already started to plan the sequels knowing no. he'd survive.
1: That's actually not why. Um, when they were carrying him on the stretcher out of the house, mm-hmm. he couldn't keep still. Oh, shit. He
3: was
2: so so they're
1: like, oh, okay, well, I guess we have to keep him alive. And then that's why he had a limp throughout the rest of the movies. Oh, I love that. I love that. Just You just could not keep still like, all right, cool. We'll keep him alive.
2: It's just crazy. And it's just the whole little things I kind of found and just how the magic of the movie. So Billy climbing through Sydney's bedroom window. is just like um, Johnny Depp's character in Nightmare on Elm Street climbing through Nancy's there's so many nods and tie-in so like the boyfriend in Psycho was named Samuel Loomis so that's how Billy got his surname uh, I think in Halloween H2O they watch Scream 2 and I yes. think in and obviously in Scream he's watching Halloween um, I know that the bus that Sydney gets off is obviously a nod to the Nightmare on L Street school bus
1: And also, the um, Billy climbing through the window, that was also a nod, because Kevin Williamson wrote for Dawson's Creek. So that was also a nod to that.
2: It's just, I I just can't, I can't fault fault the movie. Every time I watch it, I try to fault it, but I can't. (laughs) It's just, I I just enjoy it, and I never get bored of it. And I think that's just why... Uh, there probably is, like, better films that I've seen and more enjoyed, but as a favourite, as it'll always be in my heart, this is what made me fall in love with the genre, the movie, just the making, just just the two killers thing was just a total, like, oh, my God, I never saw that coming. Just, yeah.
1: No, I agree I think, 100%.
2: Um, but I know you mentioned, like, seeing... 118 and i think we read like the crew actually had t-shirts made saying i read Survive survived scene 118 yeah how long it took to like make that the longest night in horror history that's just just the magic of it it's just
1: and like there was uh they were saying that the cast would actually sit there and just sit in their chairs touching their fingers together back and forth just playing with the fake blood because they were so doused in it and i'm actually doing the hand motion right now and i'm just like yeah i can see that happening
2: (laughs) yeah totally
1: um before
2: we move on to the sequels in the franchise um any last words about screen paul
0: um, I'm just taking all so the information. A,
2: you're
0: a massive horror. is <laughs> like information overload for me. This is crazy. I feel like I'm listening to my own podcast. This is insane. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Like I said, it was, it was iconic. It was it, it was, it was positive because you know weird films were getting sort of thrown into like the horror genre at the time. So it was, it was a massive to reboot the horror thing. And like I said, the the two, um, the two killer twist was it was huge because it was a massive talking point. I said, I agree, I don't believe it had been done, especially not to a decent level before. And um, it went on for, you know, some really strong films, some sort of questionable films. And it would um, have got the
2: Scary Movie franchise.
0: Exactly, I mean, look at things like even Scary Movie started doing bits of it and everything. So, you know, it's extremely iconic and for all the right reasons.
1: Well, also, you mentioned Scary Movie. The Scream's original title was Scary Movie.
2: Yeah, it was going to be a scary movie. It's, it's crazy. Um, I don't know if that would have worked. I don't know, if, because in our minds, scary movie is a horror, is a comedy horror franchise. <laughs> it would have worked. I'm guessing it would still be magical. We would have just loved it as scary it movie. Maybe different. they would have done, maybe they would have done a comedy series called Scream. <laughs> that, that, that's probably how that would have worked. Um, any last words on Scream,
1: Meg? Before We move on. No, man. I mean, I loved it, but out of the four, out of the four movies, this was actually my second favorite.
2: Are we going on to your second favorite with number two? Are you going? So yeah. are we going on to your favorite with number two? We're
1: going on to my favorite.
2: Going to your favorite? Scream Two. It was released on December oh, on December twelfth, less than a year after its predecessor. So they obviously knew they were onto something because um, they must have started making this. Pretty quickly, obviously, it's about Neve's now at college trying to get over everything. It's a very strong sequel, obviously, starts with again killing off the more famous cast of obviously Will Smith's wife, and now I'm gonna remember forget his name, Omar Epps, isn't it? So, (laughs) Jada Pinkett Smith and Omar Epps at the beginning of the movie. I remember. I remember hearing about the introduction to Screen Team foreseeing seeing it, that these killings in a cinema, and it was kind of scary just thinking of, like, you feel in the cinema as a safe place. And that's probably a hot topic, because obviously I remember, I think there was some there was some shootings during um, the Dark Knight Rises movies, which is kind of scary. But obviously before that, the think of a safe haven of a cinema uh, is... A strong,
0: strong intro. Yeah, I thought it was another great intro. I like the fact, obviously, because even describing it, you sort of say this, the idea of someone getting killed in a cinema, you're like, that's crazy Like, how that happened. we have got so many people dressed up as sort of the ghost face character that even when she's being stabbed, she's sort of turning around, looking, who could it be? And all you can see is just multiple ghost faces everywhere that you can even go after who did it. It was... Um, yeah, that was, that was pretty wild beginning to get into a film as well.
1: And obviously, and everyone was, just
0: thought it was a stunt.
1: Well, yeah, it was the perfect—it was a perfect plot because everybody, you know, we've all been to movies where they have special events, so it was just fitting with the times. Oh, most definitely, it's—I
2: it's, I, love *Scream* two is my second favorite, um, if I'm honest. But reading up on this, I didn't realize. Obviously, this whole show's full of spoilers, but I don't know why you're listening to scream if you haven't seen them all. So I do apologise if you are listening <laughs> about us talking into it. I didn't know that before Mickey gets revealed as the killer. Again, like Randy, like he's hardly in the movie, and the last we see of him is the cafeteria scene. You know and then the van the- the cafeteria sitting. You don't see Mickey again. That's like true. It's just, just, but I, I still think it worked. It's, 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 perfect. They had to have a shock death, which is probably why they, they killed off um, Randy. It was really weird. You mentioned um, oh, what was called Dawson's Creek. Joshua Jackson having a tiny part in, in the film, which was. Just funny, and obviously Sarah Michelle Gellar the same year she did, um, I think this year the same year that Buffy premiered.
1: I believe that was the same year, and I think that was the same year I Know What You Did Last Summer came out. So it was a big year for her.
2: It did, and I know like, I know Freddie Prince Jr. auditioned for Scream.
1: Yes, I believe he auditioned for Billy.
2: Yeah, I'm sure, I can't see that. I don't know, Freddie, I can't see Freddie Prinze Jr. being kind of a creepy, like, I suppose right. you say he's a heartthrob, like, really. He's, she's all that. I, I just, I, I suppose he's never been given. He's been typecast a bit now, so I don't know if we, he's got that side to him.
1: Well, I mean, now that we know what the we didn't know that he auditioned for it until the movie came out. So now that we've all seen it, we all envision Ski as Billy, and there's no other way anybody else could have filled those shoes.
2: No, no, t- totally not. Uh, I'm glad we got more Cotton Weary. Um, definitely a new, like, favorite character in, in the franchise came about. Liev um, Scriber is a great. Obviously, we only saw him on a little like Montreux TV where he was framed for Sydney's mum. So, him coming into it and being so kind of, I want that Diane Sawyer interview. Come on, Sid, do the right thing. Um, it just, Screen Two just built on the first one perfectly. And it was just, as Randy says, the body count's higher. The, the horror, like it, it raised up a notch. Obviously, we got some new characters because the new characters need to be killed. Obviously, them carrying off Sarah Michelle Geller was kind of also a shock. I didn't think we'd see her again because we didn't see Joshua Jackson. Um, we did get a little Matthew Lillard. If you're really quick at seeing, he is in the party.
1: Yeah, but, it was one of those blink and you miss it sort of cameos. Totally. Um,
2: screen two, screen two was just just great again, like number one can't fault it that what their um what's called it not morals why they did it like it's billy's mother which is a perfect kind of and when you think obviously she left billy's husband because of sydney's mum it just yeah paul your thoughts on screen too
0: um yeah it was good i mean again um I remember Randy's death being sort of quite shocking because obviously he was such a player in sort of the first one for him to sort of be taken. I mean, you knew, like, some people had to go. I remember Sarah Michelle Gellar's death. Wasn't she thrown off the thing? She was thrown off the balcony. Yeah, that was quite savage. That was... um, But, um, yeah, no, it's good. It's it's a really strong, strong sequel. And like I said, it's one of those you always get nervous with sequels, especially with... um, with horrors, I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of originals, but there's not always a lot of horror sequels that sort of catch my attention the same way. But I think this is a very strong follow up. And like, like Meg was saying, it's probably her favourite out of it. So it just sort of compliments just how sort of good a job they did do sort of making it. So, no, it's a good, um, it's a great sequel and a good standalone film.
2: And it also, Career of the a Curveball, like, I think you think it's going to go back to one killer. So to again go back to two killers, you're like, oh, you've done it again to us. I see. Mickey
1: and Mrs. Loomis.
2: Mickey and Mrs. Loomis. Um, so, obviously, your favourite, um, Meg. Um, take it away. Like, what scream screen two? like hold, like, the highest regard to yourself?
1: You know, I've thought about this time and time again. Like, why this movie over the other? And... I can't even really put it into words. I know that sounds very lame considering we're on a podcast and we need to use our words to describe things. (laughs) Uh, So it's very, very bad choice of words on my part. But I feel like, okay, we know how much of a cultural impact Scream made. And they kind of took that and ran with it. And so any flaws that Scream could have had, they built it into Scream too. And they took, you know, because we're used to we're used to um in sequel and like horror movie sequels where the person's never the same uh in the sequel and yes that is true for sydney but this time it throws her in a whole new environment and we don't really see too much in the college years except for maybe like house on sorority row and such um so then you have the whole you know you have the sorority sisters you have her roommate could it possibly be hallie the boyfriend, so everybody's immediately going to think it's Sherry O'Connell because look at Billy last time. Yeah. So it just threw everything. It, it you know they had they had the perfect they had the perfect setting for the sequel, and the fact that Sid was still cautious, but yet she grew so much from the first time we saw her as the final girl and to the second rendition of the final girl. It didn't feel like they were dragging it out.
2: Oh, and obviously we got introduced to stab.
1: Stab! I actually just ordered a um a stab movie poster.
2: Oh, sick! I found. <laughs> we talk about merchandise like later, but I found a, an awesome like video cassette nightlight of like Scream. <laughs> like, oh, oh my god, love stuff that. But yeah, we got introduced <laughs> to the Stab franchise, which obviously we'll probably talk more in depth when we Scream free shortly. But it's just just genius that like to to run with the film within a film. Actually, they made a film within a film within a film. <laughs> <laughs> a film a film. <laughs> it's it, yeah, I I, I love Scream Two. I, I think it's 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 on par with Scream One. Scream One just I think is the original. i for the original. I, I I just love it. But I equally love Scream Two. I love Mickey being even though he doesn't have a lot of screen time. I just love Mickey, the Quentin Tarantino film student. <laughs> um, just, I, I, I just love it and obviously we get some more rules um, Randy's death which I always remember like there was a clue that supposedly Randy's death because he's got lipstick on his hands which makes you think it's a girl um, when he's lying in the van um, and one of the sorority sisters um, I can't remember actually his name but one of the killers from Urban Legend the killer from Urban Legend right if I remember one of the sisters trying to um, recruit Neve.
1: Oh, yeah, I was. Um... Oh, God, I forgot her name. She was in uh, Jawbreaker.
2: Oh, I love that. That was good as well. Rose McGowan. Um, great For film. Rebe-
1: her name's Rebecca something, I think. Rebecca Gayhart. Yeah, yes. Rebecca Gayhart. Yeah, her and Sarah and Portia de Rossi.
2: Yes, yes, yes.
1: And then um, when um, Cece was in the sorority house, it was actually Selma Blair she was talking to on the phone. But it was an uncredited cameo.
2: I know we we skipped it. So, Wes Craven makes a cameo in the first one because he's obviously, um, what do you call it, the janitor who is called Fred. It was supposed to be Freddy Krueger because he's literally in the same kind of gap. And I think in Scream 2, when they're in the hospital, Wes Craven makes a cameo as a doctor in the background, Mm -hmm. which is clever. Uh, Scream 2 had uh, a budget of. 24 million, almost double um, screen. Um, it made $172 million worldwide, which again is a very nice bit of money. So, of course, we got a Scream Free. Oh.
0: Scream Free. Notice how no that...
1: one's excited to talk about it. Yeah. Scream free's is
0: like the, talk... the bastard child, right? That's the one that. Yep. It's this young one. Okay.
2: It, who wants to take it away?
0: I'm always tempted to say I love Scream Three just to sort of. <laughs> oh, you
2: say that? Someone voted. I, I, did a, I did a poll. I did a poll on Twitter. What is the better sequels? Two, Three, and Four, and surprisingly, Three beat Four. What? And what? Three beat Four. Where was my? Where's my poll? Yeah. Um. So, Scream Two got fifty-seven percent of the votes. Scream Three got twenty-two percent of the votes. Screen 4 got 21% of the votes and 23 people voted so more than one no one would come forward I was like hang on a second who voted Screen 3 here you're not in trouble we just need to chat
1: I feel like that's <laughs> just like a troll thing Like people are like oh it was bad so we're going to do it anyway
2: it's just I don't want to like I just forced me to say one nice thing about Screen 3 is the soundtrack is awesome because I own the CD um, it's got Creed in the intro and the kill off Cotton Weary I, I, I don't mind the intro bit I think I think what Scream 3 ruined for me was where Scream 1 and 2 was like, you clever, you clever guys, you got me. When it was announced as Roman, A, it was like, who? And B, it was like, eh, oh, you're going down the brother route, are you? Oh, OK. It just sometimes an ending like that can ruin everything before it. And the, the killing where, even though it's kind of clever, where... He lights a match and he's full of gasoline, like the last person. Like, I don't know why you wouldn't just go outside or. Uh, it just I don't know. Scream 3 just felt a bit silly.
1: I think they were just running out of ideas and they were just trying to scramble whatever thoughts they could, considering they didn't have Nev for as long as they wanted to. And they no. kind of had a fit. It, it, Scream 3 kind of turned itself into a parody without realizing it at the time.
2: Yeah. It, it tried to be more tongue-in-cheek, goofy, comedy.
1: Um, <sighs> right, like with the with the whole stab cast, with the Jennifer Jolie, the, the desperation with the bodyguard, the one who played, um, the one who was supposed to play Sydney, I forgot her name, um, Angela or something, Angelina or something.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, and she was just like, she just like loses it at the end when she starts stealing the props when the movie gets cancelled. Yeah. <laughs> Like, it just went. I will admit, I did like the cur like, you know, like the the twists and turns the movie led us on. Because you thought, as usual, you thought it was going to go one way, then it went another way and another way. Um, And obviously, the killer reveal was lame, but the journey that the movie brought us on was still a fun ride.
2: Yeah, yeah. It it doesn't suck. I think because four, two, and one are so good, three's just like. Uh, And when you come to, like, if you want to do a marathon to watch them, three's the kind of less enthusiastic, oh, I've got to get through three, really, to to get to four.
0: Exactly. Well, this is the the only one that wasn't wrote by uh, Kevin Williamson, wasn't it?
2: Correct. Yeah, no, not not end by him.
0: Yeah, because basically, because they said the the original idea, the closest you can find to it is watching the series the following, isn't it? That's what Scream 3 basically was going to be.
2: Good
0: series, yeah. So basically, the original idea was going to be loads of teens inspired by the Stab movies going around doing multiple killings, and it's just loads of sort of people caught. That was supposed to be the original idea for it, but the whole idea got scrapped when he wasn't involved and they rewrote it all, and which led to this.
2: The whole voice, like you can mimic someone's voice, was just a bit that technology apparently isn't even out at the
0: moment. And this was this was like
1: 20 years ago, 2000, yeah, it was 2000, I believe. Yeah, 20 to, years
0: ago. Yeah, speak to Back to the Future about that, mate, if you wanna yeah, want to start. <laughs> I'm still waiting for my hoverboard, all <laughs> right?
1: Um,
2: <laughs> it, it just... Yeah, I think it just got let down by the by the ending. And yeah, I think it... it the turn of thought was, because only there was three... Oh, sorry, Cotton Weary, sorry, four surviving members through the franchise. Obviously, to kill Cotton Weary in the opening scene, you've got to be introduced to new characters unless you're going to take a dive and get rid of Courtney Cox, David Arquette, or Neve Campbell. She got kind of fall in love with characters quickly enough to care that they get killed off, which unfortunately didn't really do. And just, yeah, I think it was just let down as well by the ending. It, a terrible movie. It just, the, the other movies are superior. Uh, that's like- the most polite way I say that.
1: I feel like the casting with uh, Patrick Dempsey was so wrong too.
2: Yeah, was he, he like still like in um heavily in what's that doctor's program? Oh, know, Grey's
1: Anatomy. But... That didn't even start yet. That started like seven years later. Oh wow! But my issue it was just like he, you know, those actors that, or you you can even talk about some people in like your own neighborhood about this. You see someone and they know they're a pretty boy, and they yes. know they're cocky. That is Patrick Dempsey,
2: and he and he does well by playing roles like that.
1: Like exactly. Sports. So he played that role to a T, and even though he wasn't trying to, he played it like that in Scream, or Scream Three, I should say. And they supposedly he was supposed to come back for the fourth movie, and I'm so glad he didn't because it would have ruined it.
2: Yeah, the fourth movie's didn't need him. I, I did like his um his colleague um. I think it's Wallace in, in the
1: movie. Like, oh think? Wallace, yeah.
2: It's a movie called Stab. He was stabbed. He stabbed.
1: That was such a great line. That was. I think that was like my favorite line from the third movie.
2: Um, yeah, and, and what we thought was that that was the screen franchise was was done. Um, it made with my budgets. It it still made a very respectable £161 even though the budget was £40 So the budget still went up and it made a little less money, but still very, very respectable. Wes Craven for years said he would not make another movie, another Scream movie, unless the plot was as good as Scream. And then in 2011, we got Scream 4. And I believe me and you, Paul, saw this in Croydon together. Not to geostamp where we are. Or where yeah, na-
0: name drop Croydon. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, we did. And I was,
2: I was like excited, buzzing. Again, it was this giddy. Is, like Christmas. We're getting another screen four. Um, <laughs> surely it can't be like screen three. Had a had a very young cast. Uh, just thinking, going to pass the mantle. I think this was set to be a new film in a stage of trilo- a new trilogy. Even though with West Craven's death now, um, and obviously so far until I know we are getting a presumed Screen Five um, next year, COVID nineteen I guess um, pending whether it be the year after, I'm guessing this isn't going to be what was originally thought to be a new trilogy. But um, I loved it. It, it; it was it was great. And um, what did you guys think of Screen
0: Four? Got me. I'll let you go first. <laughs> No, I mean, I didn't mind it. I mean, I would have probably preferred it if there was like a Scream 5 that kind of followed soon after. I mean, I understand the gap. I mean, uh, if it was gonna be the final one, which is obviously its period, it might not be now. I do think it'd be a great opportunity to take out some of the big names because that's what it was always about. I felt with sort of Scream, the twist, and the fact that the same sort of three survived again upset me but apart from that it's a um solid film so
1: i agree with you on that i mean you think a scream two things come to mind ghost faced and sydney so i feel like if anybody is going to say it's going to be sydney but i feel like um now that nev is you know back doing movies and back doing bigger and better things i feel like this scream five uh even though we're talking about Scream fi- 4 at the moment, I feel like with Scream 5, it's going to wind up being more of a Dewey and Gale type of story again. So like a repeat of Scream f- 3, but hopefully not. But um, back to Scream 4. Um, I liked it. I loved it because it was, you know, it was kind of like a reboot in a way. So you had the typical characters. You had Kirby, who was like Randy. You had uh, Trevor, who was like Billy. And I forgot the one who was kind of like, um, Stu, I forgot his name.
2: Oh, yes, me too. You
1: kind of had everyone who was like the character and it was, it was, what was it, 20 years, not even 20 years since the first movie, but you still had to fill in the gap. Like what have these characters been up to? What is Woodsboro like in this day and age? And I think they did a really good job of filling in those gaps of like what Sydney's been up to, uh, what, how Gail's, you know, driven career had been like. Um, And then, you know, you have the teenagers that were babies when the original scream happened. So now they're like, you know, this is the world that they grew up in. So, the whole tale of Ghost Feast was kind of like a far-fetched tale back then, but now it's like, oh shit, it's a reality.
2: Yeah, it's just just it was just very clever, as you say, trying to bring a new hip cast, um, which I thought I think first watching it was going to pass the mantle. I think you're thinking of Charlie Stu, Stu's character, Charlie, played yes. by um, Rory Colkin, which afterwards, was like, oh my god, that was Macaulay Culkin's brother. Who knows? <laughs> um, it's just um it's just great. Like I would love obviously Kirby to survive. I think
0: uh, again well, that's, that's a, great... a talking point, isn't it?
1: That's a talk that's a big talking point. That's a big point. talking
0: point if she's actually dead or not because you never actually nope. saw her still. I think was well, the last shot when she's still moving technically.
1: Nobody, no death.
0: Nobody's the rules. She was stabbed oh. in the back, which was the same as um doing yeah. stuff, so
1: And Hayden Panettiere did say that they filmed, or it was, yeah, I think Hayden Panettiere said it and Wes Craven confirmed it. They filmed a scene of Kirby surviving, but it was cut. So that's what makes me think that she, you know, did survive. And plus the classic, No Body, No Death.
2: I hope she survived. That'd be amazing. I know I did read, apparently, Matthew Lillard was rumoured to come back and be the killer in four. And again, I'm glad that didn't happen. I think now if anyone's gonna survive it would have been Billy, not Stu.
1: Well yeah, I, I Stu got woozy.
2: <laughs> he got woozy and he got a TV smashed over his head. I don't know how it worked nowadays. I think if people watch Scream nowadays, they think, oh my God, that's a TV." Of <laughs> <laughs> all these it's flat, flat screens an an hour, just, That'd
0: be the one uh, thing taken away from the film, just the sizes. That's, of...
2: that's a TV. Um it's crazy like I didn't really know of emma roberts i think before this movie but now knowing how she's pretty much like a, a screen queen herself i should have kind of known it's... that she, it would have been her it's...
1: yeah like it... if you see this movie nowadays for the first time you're like oh yeah it's going to be emma roberts but back then yeah I never would have thought it
2: and for and then she had the way she cut. I know obviously bill and Stu like cut themselves up to kind of we're gonna go on to do it but what she went through to kind of look i'm gonna I'm going to beat myself up a bit, was was just great. And just and you got it, you got, like, why she did what she did. She wanted to get out of Sydney's shadow mm-hmm. and be her own leading girl. Which, again, like a move in a movie. Um, the, the, it's a bit silly. at The beginning of the movie was stab six and stab seven and
3: <laughs> a,
2: a, a film within a film and whether people count those deaths, even though they're on the film, as... The body count, um, hmm. but four, four was just still still magical, and I think it it re it did what we needed to do to actually feel like you know what I'm looking forward to
1: a screen five now,
2: even though this will be the first one without Wes Craven.
1: And they all said they wouldn't come back unless the script was as good as the original. So the fact that they're signing on that says yeah. something. I hope Neve ca-
2: Well, David Arquette. Don't know what he's doing. I'm guessing he would sign up for stuff like. I, I mean this out of the politeness. Please, someone kill Dewey.
1: <laughs> you know, I I agree with that. I I agree that he he needs to. I love Dewey. I love Dewey so much, but his time is gone. Like keep gail because gail has proven herself.
2: gail has proven herself, and uh, she's got a great character. And I think as the film's gone on, she she has done great. so as new Campbell, she is. She is Sydney Prescott. I, 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 I don't know if I'd like it if they killed Sydney off in the opening scene, and do it again. It's the Dewey and Gale show because Neve Campbell's really busy. Even though Neve Campbell's the only one out of the three who haven't signed on the dotted line yet.
3: So
1: well, I'm that would be. Only like, if they kill Sydney off in the original, or not in the original, in the fifth movie, it would be just like in um, Halloween Resurrection. Yeah. Which that would you know, and then they. Nobody liked it, and that's why they got rid of all the, all the sequels when they rebooted it, or rebooted Halloween two years ago.
0: Totally. Yeah, I can't see it dying. If it did, it be right near the end. But even that, I, I, I can't. I'll be surprised. Like, I think Dewey would be the, the obvious choice. And don't make him the killer either. Oh, no, no, that'd, that'd be I,
2: horrendous. I don't have a deal for that. that if he
1: does die, he did. He doesn't deserve. Like an intro kill, he needs a actual moment in yeah. the movie. Yeah.
2: Oh, and that's why I hate Scream Three as well. That little axe when he's throwing the axe and it hits the butt of his head, like I hate yeah, scene. <laughs> I hate that. I We're was so, so rude bad. I to go into his forehead and then the butt <laughs> of it. I'm <laughs> just like, got nothing against David Arquette, but just he's always like he gets stabbed in the in the back. Obviously, in Number One, he gets stabbed in the back even further in Number Two, and he survived that. And that actually improves his walking a little bit in free, which is weird.
3: <laughs> yeah, just,
2: that's sorry. So, someone just killed Dewey. It'll be it'll be great, and then Courtney Cox can be badass with Neve Campbell.
1: She can know, be Neve. the new Dewey.
2: She can be the new Dewey. Um, and, that, and that's screen 4 And together go with the legacy. We did get a scream TV series. I must admit, I was excited. And then I watched the first season and I stopped it being exciting. <laughs> I didn't use the mask. Well it wasn't scream. I felt like they just used the title to get people to watch it.
0: It just didn't feel didn't feel screamed to me. There was there's loads of theories floating around this has actually stabbed the T V series, wasn't
1: it? I haven't heard that one yet.
0: Because basically there's a lot of characters that resemble the original characters. Mm. And the mask is obviously different, which it would have been in the Stab films. And it's, it was all just, it's almost like you're actually watching Stab, the TV series, rather than Scream, the TV series. There's, there's a few theories out on that, which I was reading up on, which I thought was interesting.
1: My issue with this TV series, I've only seen the pilot and I couldn't get into it, is that you take a popular franchise and you milk it dry. And that is yeah. what they did with the TV series. Totally. totally. It's a cheap knockoff.
2: It it's like, like when
1: you order something off of wish.com, like that's <laughs> what you've never done that. Never, gonna... done that.
2: <laughs> never ever order from wish. I just it like, don't. Oh. I love it. Hear it. A, it's bad, and B, it takes like six months, and then then you get and you're like, oh, disappointed. Yep. Um, but apparently, like the last three seasons, it finished last year by the looks of it. Um, I probably will one day when I'm bored and there's nothing else to watch, go back to watch it. But I did watch the whole of the first season, and I'd like to think as a big screen fan, was just like, eh, I'm not really invested. I'm 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 okay, not watching anymore, <laughs> which is um, a shame. Um, in video games, you could be Ghostface in Dead by Daylight Have you ever played that, Meg. We know you're a big gamer.
1: I actually just picked up Dead by Daylight um, because on right now, PlayStation's having their summer sale, and I saw you could be Ghostface. And between seeing that and the Stranger Things level, I had to go out and buy it. So I haven't played it yet, but I'm excited too. It's
2: good. You can be Jigsaw. I know he's a downloader. Jigsaw, again, you got to pay money to
0: get Jigsaw. You could be... Um, Leverface. Leverface. Yes, uh, and be... I
1: think you'd be Michael Myers too. Michael, Michael Myers. Myers. You can
0: be um, Ash as a hero. Yes. It's and, and you, you could be Laurie
1: through... as a hero if you get the Michael Myers bundle. Oh. And so have you played Friday the 13th? I have not. So, I've only played it a couple times, but I heard this is better you know, than it.
2: it. I think it's better because it's it's harder in Jason, whereas I think you have a. It's
1: only because everyone advantage.
0: ganged up on you that time.
2: They did gang up on me, and I hate it. <laughs> um, it, 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 it. Dead by Daylight, I feel you've got a, you've got a good chances to kill her, and you've got good chances. I think it's equal equal pairings, um, but Dead by Daylight is a. Is a is a great game. Um, definitely, if you if you installed it, it's, you'll you'll enjoy it. Especially if you're the killer, you just get to like hang people up on hooks, and then just wait and see if someone tries to rescue them, and then just kill them Put them on a so, hook as well. Well,
1: now I got to convince my friends to get it. <laughs> and, it's, and
2: it's good because obviously it's different depending on the character. So if you're like if you're what you call it if you're jigsaw, there's loads of TVs around and stuff like that. Like you're more inside like buildings and it's, it goes on the advantage of the killer, but um, yeah, you'll love it. That's great. Um,
3: no,
2: <laughs> toys. I know. Probably you, you, you highlighted me. um Necker have brought, are bringing out
0: something special. Yeah, Necker just do everything. I mean, Nick are just on fire at the moment when it comes to. Oh yeah. All things like this, they're they're outstanding. I think was it was it the um, the Comic Con just gone? They sort of announced some more Ghostface stuff. San Diego, you? yeah. Yeah, they announced loads of... They announced some new Ghostface stuff. I know they've done um, some bits in the past, but yeah, they just... Anything they touch is gold.
1: ToyCon announced the first um, Ghostface back in February.
3: Yeah.
1: And it's like, I just I just hope they're not doing it to milk the franchise, and I hope... I mean, we know NECA makes quality products, mm. so it's going to look great on our shelves, but now that all of a sudden we're getting a whole new resurgence of merchandise, it makes me a little worried.
0: Yeah, I mean, the thing especially with Ghostface, I mean, there's not really a lot they can do with it. No. You could sort of maybe have slightly different pose, but apart from that, there's not really loads they
1: can do. It's not would, like, I'd, um... I'd
2: like to unmask Ghostface would be cool. Unmasked? You can have um, you know, Sydney wears where's the mask in the first movie,
1: ah, um,
2: and then she takes it off like with her face bloody. I wouldn't mind. I I'd be a fan of that because obviously I've got um, I've got from Star Wars a mask. One of the guys who's a stormtrooper and he he hasn't got the mask on because I'm a massive like pop vinyl kind of. I've got a ghost face, and I get confused sometimes. I hear he's worth two hundred odd quid and now I see he's worth fifteen quid. But I thought you can't get him anymore. <laughs>
1: I mean, Neca made Laurie Strode, so why can't we get Sydney?
0: We we should get
1: Sydney. She probably hasn't signed over the uh, you know, her likeness yet. Yeah,
0: it's gonna be likeness and uh, all the time. Yeah, but I'm sure it will come. But uh,
1: that would be, I mean, we got we're getting Ghostface now. So did you guys pre-order it?
2: I didn't. Uh, I should do. I don't. I, I'm. With with over a hundred figurines, I'm kind of limited on what I'm allowed to put up in my living room anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've seen your pictures. Yeah, give it six months, it'll be there. <laughs> Guarantee there's no there. way you'll. Let it. If you're if you're chasing a video cassette that lights up, there's no way you're not getting this.
2: By Christmas, yeah, I'll
0: have it. Hundred percent.
2: I've got I've got the DVD. I've got the Blu-ray box set that kind of makes a sound like so. It's in, the mask is engraved on the cover, and you press the button, and it does. It says says stuff that you. Yeah, I've got that. You need to send me really a video excited. of that. I was really excited for that. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to watch screen back on Blu-ray, but then none of the discs have any special features. So I'm glad I own it. I already own them on DVD with all the special features, because even though the case looks awesome, it is awesome, very let down, there's no special. They're very lazy, actually, the content of the discs, which is, um, yeah... Bit of a letdown. It's not on any Did streaming guys... service,
0: is it? It's again. It's not on any streaming service, is it? Scream. No. 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 That's crazy.
1: There's this release that I know we got in America because I own it. I don't know if you guys got it over there. It was um, it was like a five, it was like a five or six disc set um where it was i don't know if the fourth movie was included but it was the first three movies i know for a fact and then they had two blu-rays where they were special features and they were documentaries each one was like 45 to an hour 45 minutes to an hour long and it told the whole history of the movie
2: i don't think we've got i've heard that i've heard a documentary supposed to be really really good
1: they I are phenomenal
2: know, i don't know if we did get it. i think i'd own it if we did I know people are shouting, going, "Oh, I've got it on my wall!" Like you're lying. <laughs> but um, I- I've heard about the documentaries. Um, I will have to hunt it down. Um, yeah, "Still Screaming," the ultimate scary movie retrospective, released April 2011.
1: Yep, it um, comes with the first three movies: "Still Screaming" and "Scream: The Inside Story."
2: I'm gonna hunt that down. That's um. <laughs> definitely one to it
3: watch
2: is, um it's quite a few boxes you've got some that come with a mask um I've, I've got of course i've got my own ghost face mask like of course i'm not allowed to wear it very often but halloween i, I do mm. enjoy um opening the door with a knife and saying trick <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah that's 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 scream really, everything we could find. Um I've got to give a shout-out to uh another podcast called At Pod Tipsy. We did kind of tease. So we tease what episode's coming about on Thursday, and they were kind of like, oh, we think we know what it is. I'm like, go on then. Oh, we don't know if we should. Like, we're feeling a bit woozy, and I'm like, you know what? I'll take that. <laughs> um, so go follow At Pod Tipsy. Um, they're two girls who enjoy a drink and they talk horror movies. They're very funny. They did, their third episode was on The Lighthouse, which I've never seen. I don't usually listen to podcasts about films I haven't seen, but just hearing them talk about it was hilarious. Um, they're definitely worth checking out. Um, before we go on to the top six, any last words
1: on screen, Paul, Meg? Uh, no, I'm good. I'm gonna, if I ramble any more, the show's going to be two hours long.
0: <laughs> no I'm good like I said I've learned a lot and um, yeah it's uh, like I said I've said before I just think it was important for um, the genre of horror and it sort of really brought it back to a whole new sort of um, generation and stuff like that so it's, it's very important in the history
2: and have you, have, you, have you found to love it as the best movie ever made does this, this like last 40 minutes kind of it's, sold it
0: to you it's definitely in the top 100 oh.
3: I think I've just
0: that. out of like just pure sort of competition with you, I don't think it would ever be my number one because I don't think it would ever give you that satisfaction. <laughs> Even I'd if I put that. it on as soon as this show ends, I have to watch it again before I go to bed. I thought I'd never tell you. <laughs> 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 oh, um, top six time.
2: We've to top six.
0: Let's go top six. Um, yeah, now top six this week is top six in the Scream franchise. Um Griffey will run down the list quickly.
2: Yes, we have got Casey Becker from screen one, we've got Tatum Riley from screen one, Randy Meeks, screen two, C C screen two, Cotton Weary, screen three, Olivia Morris, screen four. So we're gonna rank them obviously sixth up to first on the deaths and obviously if we're fans of them or not, um do you wanna go first, Meg? Do you wanna wait till third?
1: Um, whatever you six? guys want to do.
2: Question number six?
1: Uh, Olivia. From Olivia. Oh. From Scream 4, because we kind of knew... You know, you always know the pretty girl always dies. Yeah. And the fact that uh, Kirby and Jill were watching her from their house, and they already had a jump scare in uh, Jill's closet. Yeah. So you knew it was coming, and the second Olivia entered her bedroom, you knew it was coming, so... It, it was it was it was a good jump scare, but it wasn't like oh my god, I can't believe she died. Totally. What about uh, you guys?
0: Uh, I went for um Room* and *Scream Free. It just it was alright. It just as a death, it didn't really do a lot for me. I ju- I just think it was it was a solid sort of death, but there's just there's just better on this list, so it just sort of fell down to number six for me.
2: Um. I thought, about well, should I change, change my list, obviously, hearing this? But I'm going to stay true. Probably not very popular. My number six, I went with Randy. And Ooh. the reason for Randy, I think he deserved a better death. You don't see him getting, like, stabbed on screen. You see him getting... Uh, I don't know. I just thought he deserved more. And that is why, even though it's shocking, I think because you don't see him getting stabbed or whatever on screen... I kind of I put it a sixth. Which is probably very controversial.
1: That that's gonna raise some comments. I hope so. Bait. No, <laughs> it's not bait. It's not
2: bait. It's <laughs> it's it's, it's not I, 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 I thought this over for it and fought it again. I thought you know what, out of the six, I'm gonna go for Randy. Um I'll 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 shoot him my number five. I went for I went for C Um Love the fact of the creepy phone, um, but I think deaths above were better. So, um went for Sarah Michelle Gellers, um character number two, I went for Cece. Uh,
0: if we go back the other way then ours will be next. I went for Cece as well. Um yeah, for all the reasons you just said, I felt like the throw was a little bit over the top, but um yeah, solid death, but again, there's there's just better. <sighs>
1: I actually went with Cece also, because hey, uh, <laughs> I mean, like I said, you know, you know, the pretty girl's gonna die. Um, and I, I agreed the roof, uh, the balcony throw was a little brutal, but her death was a little more shocking because you kind of had a feeling it was gonna come, but you didn't really get it. But it was done a lot better than Olivia's, even though Olivia's was a lot more gory
2: perfect you're jumping straight on number four
1: yeah i'll take it um i put tatum i was debating on where tatum was going to end up on this list um because kind of like what i said when we talked about the first movie tatum was the best friend it's a known fact that in horror movies the best friend always dies yeah so tatum was just victim of being a friend uh her biggest crime was being a friend of sydney and that's what cost her life but, I mean, nowadays, you can't look at a garage door opener without thinking of Tatum. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that's that's a very, uh, very big cultural impact right there. Hi, Mr. Goldface. I want to be in the sequel.
2: <laughs> um, um, my number four, I'm going to jump in. Um, I gave it to Cotton Weary. Uh, I actually really I did really like the build-up for it. Obviously, it kind of ruined it by the kind of voice mimicking, but it was kind of... Funny in the same kind of way. I liked the fact that Creed was playing the movie wise and he kind of he got his big moment by getting killed. Um and I suppose it, it kind of was a shock, but it wasn't because if you're gonna be in the beginning of Scream you ain't surviving. <laughs> if you're in the introduction oh, of a Scream movie, he yeah, it all better off. Um I went for Cotton Weary. Uh Paul?
0: Yeah, I went for um Randy and Scream too. I mean for reasons that you said, I mean, I felt like he deserved a bigger death and there was just sort of so much going on that it wasn't it was more just meant to you see it into the shock factor that he's dying rather than actually see the death but I just I just think it could have been um, a bigger sort of scene so that's yeah. why I slipped down to number four you might as well jump in with number three yeah my number three was Olivia I mean again as Meg said it was obvious from the moment she was walking to her house and all that that she was going to die in this scene but I, I did kind of like the whole, I'm in the wardrobe. No, not in your wardrobe, kind of. That sort of moment was quite cool. But, um, yeah, it was obvious out of the three, she was the one that was going to die in that scene. But I, I feel it was a nice sort of build to it. So it slipped slightly snap snap
2: Because I, I went to Olivia for number three as well. Um, <laughs> really? Probably the most probably most bloody death as well. I know not there, but obviously her bedroom after left a lasting impression. Um yeah, okay, I gave it to Olivia.
1: Well, now I regret putting her at the bottom of my list.
2: It's everyone's opinion. It's no one's opinion is wrong.
1: That's true. I do like the way you say that. <laughs> um, all right, my number three, I actually put Randy. Yep.
3: Uh,
1: I mean, what can be said that hasn't been said already? Um, I mean, I'm pissed that he died, but, you know, it's kind of you kind of know going into this, the expert always dies. Yeah. Because if the expert lives to the end, how is the protagonist going to grow? So he needed to die to advance the story, even though it was very, um, subjective, I should say.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, and very, it caused a lot of debates, but his death was lame. If he was going to, he needed a better, a better death. It was full of shock value but not enough substance.
2: Totally agree. Totally agree. You want to jump in with your seconds?
1: Yeah, um, I actually went with Cotton for number two. Because, like you said, I don't know if it was Griff or Paul, I forget which one you said it, um, if you're in the beginning of a Scream movie, it's not a good sign. Uh, (laughs) So, I mean, yeah, I mean, Cotton popping up, it was a little scary, but I really thought because he was reforming, he was gonna make it to the end. Yeah. And I thought maybe just his girlfriend was gonna die. Or that he would be revealed to be the new killer. Um, you know, getting revenge for Sydney sending him to jail all those years ago. But um I was like his shot his death was pretty shocking and even though Olivia's death was the most most brutal death of all time, Cotton's death was pretty bloody. And it was fun mm-hmm. to watch.
0: Bom, 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 bom. My number two was Tatum Riley in the garage door. Um, not for a brutality standpoint, but through a whole suspense kind of cringe standpoint. You sort of just knew it was coming, and it was just sort of, like Meg said, you just don't look at sort of garage doors in the same way now. It was just kind of quite horrendous in the build. Uh, your own imagination was doing worse than what the sort of actual visual was going to show you. But, um, yeah, so... I think it slipped up there just purely based on, it was quite creative and horrendous in a beautiful way.
2: My number two was also Tatum Riley. Ooh. Look at me and you being on point, again. Um, (laughs) So it happened twice, it It happened twice. It was, it's just, it's just a great death for the garage and then the freeze frame of her face just squashing at the end. Yeah. It's kind of like, don't pause it, the magic's gone if you pause it. But it's just, just a great lasting impression. And obviously put up quite a good fight against Ghostface, throwing the bottles bottles of beer at Ghostface. Um, just just really enjoyed it. Um, and I think even though I'm going to go for what we'll, we'll say with number one, I think through process of elimination we're all in agreement. Um, mm-hmm. Casey Casey Becker. We would not have a, a screen franchise, be the love for the movie, if it wasn't for the great Drew Barrymore's Casey Becker. Is that everyone's number one? If I've got it all right.
0: Yeah. You're right massively i mean i believe even as a casual who knows a minimal about this film if you say scream they will say this death is sort of that iconic they they could hardly tell you anything about the rest of the franchise but they could tell the opening scene and sort of drew barrymore with the popcorn and everything and the phone call everyone who knows sort of even minimal about it would be able to sort of go through that detail and so it has to be number one
3: perfect
0: um,
2: and that's the top six, and that's Scream. Um, thanks very much, Meg. Um, uh, if people want to cover, obviously, follow you. We obviously know if people don't know, Meg's a massive movie collector, vlogger, gamer, streamer, big convention attender. Obviously, when conventions reopen, I know you're a massive Walking Dead fan. Oh, yes, the biggest Walking Dead, Walking Dead fan. I know
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's um, funny how when people think of me, that's what they associate me with. <laughs> it's, just, it's just sort
2: of i think if, even if people lose the love of walking dead i'm like when meg starts losing love for the walking dead then i know that the program's like <laughs> in, in, in the gutter when you lose faith in the walking dead like i mean know, i right. did
1: lose faith for a bit but i mean it, it, it got uh brought back they sure had a solid comic-con this, this year
0: walking Brown. dead cool. so what was they, that they had a solid comic-con this year they had what the three hour um
1: Yeah, three hours for three shows. They
0: stole the show in the sort of digital. That was the only
1: uh, panel. Those the only panels I watched this year.
0: That's what I'm saying. So, very good. Um,
2: Yeah, if you want to follow Meg, she's at Make the Geek on Twitter, at Make the Geek on Instagram, same YouTube channel.
1: Yep, and same Facebook.
2: It's
0: that easy.
1: Um, It's very easy.
2: If you like hearing what Meg's saying, obviously she's. Newly co host on Real Chronicles at uh, Real Chronicles on Twitter. Um, missed anything, Meg? Do you want to, anywhere else you want to
1: find? And uh, no, you pretty much uh <laughs> told everybody where to find me, where to start stalking me. <laughs> <laughs> um no i mean i've been i'll admit i've been slacking on my youtube section but i really want to get back into that because i need something to do during these quarantine months while there's nothing else i can really do at the moment but no it's you know i really enjoyed being here i want to thank you guys i got to talk about one of my favorite film series one of my favorite horror uh franchises and despite the time difference it was a blast i know i've gone international
2: (laughs) this is crazy And obviously, you'll be back on YouTube once you finish all those Lego you're making.
1: Uh, yeah, I actually just picked up a few more yesterday.
2: <laughs> you have to, I know we've mentioned the Twitter and the YouTube, but have to follow at Make the Geek on Instagram. There's great unveils, great shopping sprees. Um, makes me jealous about, I think my DVD Blu-ray collection is good. And then look <laughs> at Make the Geeks, and that makes me inspired. Like, I can buy more.
1: ah you're making me blush now man (laughs)
2: um but we thank you a lot for for having for for being on the show Um, yeah we're kind of it's emotional because screams the scream episode is now coming to an end i'll let paul like while i have a little cry i let paul wrap it all up
0: oh bless you um yeah thank you big for joining us it's been much appreciated um thank you griff is not over for you yet because if people want to find us on instagram where can they find us
2: they can find us at Paul and Griff Show.
0: And, of course, Twitter is non-stop. Where well, can they find us on Twitter?
2: You can find us at Paul and Griff Show. And if you go in any of the bios on Instagram on Twitter, it will take you to all of our links, to our Instagram, to our Facebook, to Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Just just a quick click and it will take
0: you there. Got no excuse not to find us. Uh, make sure you follow us on the social media accounts because obviously we'll be dropping hints for our next show and as proven this week if you get it there's a good chance to get a shout out so it's worth getting involved thank you again for all the love and support we've been receiving have been overwhelmed and is much appreciated and that brings us to the end of the show so thank you all and we shall see you all again next week bye guys
2: it's been a scream